Hello everyone and welcome to 2022. This is Tough Love Terry coming at you and I'm super excited to be back on the podcast. In our first episode, jumping into the new year, we are going to be talking all about purpose. For the month of January, we're going to do a four-part segment, and today is that first segment. So buckle up and get excited, because we can't go forward without a little purpose. Welcome to the Tough Love Terry podcast, where we talk all things mindset and body image so that we can get you started to moving one step closer to self and body acceptance. For the first part on our series on purpose, we're going to start with the idea of passion and the different ways that passion can manifest and either help us or hinder us. And so tune into this one, especially if you are somebody like me that finds himself super passionate about something every three months. All right, so let's start first with the definition of what passion is. It's a strong inclination towards any activity, for example, work that one loves, finds important, in which significant time and energy are invested. And this is the kicker, and that is part of our identity. So if you are in my immediate network, you are probably some sort of creative, probably more along the lines of a photographer or artist um, or makeup artist, somebody that has essentially created a business where you are that thing. And I know for myself that definitely involving, um, while it's lovely that I get to do my passions for my job, it also very quickly began to affect my mental health because I felt I couldn't shift direction because I was so tightly wound with what I did as opposed to who I was. And so I'm going to introduce you to two people. Uh, These are just fake people that I made up for the sake of this, but they're two different people that are super passionate. First, we have Dan, who's been doing photography for about four years and absolutely loves it. He's constantly trying new things, enjoys bonding with his clients, and just generally loves to spend time capturing things that bring him joy. He also started to take up painting and enjoys taking his weekends to go to the beach. He loves to witness the expression on his clients' faces when they see their images. And it's a bonus to him as he already knows that the work he is showing them is pretty good. Since he started four years ago, Dan is impressed with his growth and is excited to continue to learn. Then we have Fran. Fran has been doing photography for about four years as well and is really, really good at it. She has spent most of her time honing her craft to be excellent and the best in her city. She is constantly seeking on ways to improve her work or client experience. When she gets a bit of criticism, Fran feels her anxiety rise and she gets down a little bit. She looks to her community and sees other people doing better, so she knows she needs to work harder. She knows her work is good, but it could always be better, so she spends her free time working. Fran says she is busy as a sense of pride, but secretly she is afraid if she stops working, she won't know who she is. So I don't know if you know (laughs) who I identified with about two years ago, Uh, but definitely I was a Fran. 
And so I want you to take just a few seconds and think about where you are in your relationship to your passion right now. Are you more of a Dan, somebody that is thriving, loving it, finds it enjoyable, loves every second of it, loves the experimentation, and just knows that it is something that he loves to do? Or are you a friend, somebody that loves what she does, but feels competitive um, and at the sign of a little bit of criticism or somebody thinking her work is not good, uh, she takes it really personally. Or if a client says she's too expensive, she takes that super personally and uh, it tears her down a little bit. Which one are you? So the two different people I just introduced you to are essentially examples of the two different ways that our passions can show up. So we have what are called harmonious passions and we have obsessive passions. And so why passions are important in terms of the overarching theme of purpose is because they help us kind of decide where we want to move and they become almost like our medium or our tool to be able to fulfill our purpose. However, if it is an obsessive passion, it can actually get in the way of our actual goal. So let's start first with harmonious passions. Harmonious passions are things that are intrinsically motivated, freely chosen, and you have the freedom to pursue other interests. It helps build self-confidence, mastery, self-efficacy. Chances are when you first started your craft, whatever it is, you felt these things. It's where we just would try things all the time. We would think that our work was great no matter how terrible it was. They call this the Dunning-Kruger effect where you are overconfident for your actual skill, but you actually enjoy the process of learning and growing. And that process of learning and growing doesn't come out of a fear of not being good enough, but rather out of excitement of just wanting to learn more. And why harmonious passions are great is because they allow us to live a variety of experiences. We don't get wrapped up in just one thing. Our whole identity isn't just one thing. We understand that I can be passionate about photography, but I can also be passionate about art, even if photography brings me money and art is just for fun. So it allows you to understand that there can be a balance. The other thing about harmonious passions is that they give you new things that you can discover with the activity and this allows you to appreciate it that much more. Allows you to live memorable experiences, reflect the qualities you like about yourselves, uh, build confidence, and it's in harmony with other activities in your life. So you're not overworking, you're not you know, toiling away in your basement or your studio. Um, you know, burning the midnight oil, as they say, because you have to get it done. It literally is like, oh, that felt good and that felt nice to do it. And that's pleasurable. Um, but I also know that I have other passions over here or I need to take care of my family or I need to spend time with myself. And then lastly, with harmonious passions, it's that you love the activity no matter how good or bad at it you are. So you don't get down on yourself at the first sign of criticism or suggestion on how it can be better. Obsessive passions, on the other hand, Fran's way of living life, are the ones that tend to get in our way. 
They can show up as the result of a parent encouraging us to partake in an activity that we might be good at, but we do not enjoy. So maybe you were really good at a sport in school, and at first you were excited, it was a harmonious passion, but then your parents made you sign up for the competitive league. Um, and at first, again, it was fun, it was competitive, but then you realize that the only time you got love or, um, you know, accolades or congratulations was when your team won or that you worked really, really, really hard as opposed to just enjoying. And so this can carry over into adulthood in that, especially with social media, we recognize like if our work is good enough, then maybe it'll get more likes. If I do what everyone else is doing, uh, but just do it a little bit better, then I'll get more compliments. And so we get to recreate the pattern that we had when we were kids as adults um, to help fulfill up, uh, fill up our cup. And so obsessive passions are done to usually please others or maintain a certain status. I know I definitely felt this for myself in terms of my photography. I uh, kind of made myself known uh, in the boudoir industry, especially um, in the smaller networks that I'm in, but I was kind of known as somebody to come to for, for if they, you had questions or whatever. As a result of this, um, I felt that I had to stay there. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go branch off and try something new. Like I had just had to be really, really good at this one thing. Uh, and I became very controlling over it and I became very anxious when I saw other people kind of creeping up and doing similar things to me and that started to affect my self-esteem. I started to like see, view my colleagues as competitors instead of understanding that we all have our own specific view. So with obsessive passions, these are things that you literally think like, I would just die if I couldn't do this. Uh, you may have said that at some point. The urge is so strong that you can't help doing this activity. Like if you go two days without taking a photograph or, um, you know, thinking about your business or whatever it is, you literally feel like you're going to break and you almost feel a depression come over you because you you need that hit of like working for your business. Um, you become emotionally dependent on the activity. So the better you are, the more likes and compliments and accolades you get. And that feels good, of course. And so we start to rely on that instead of building it up in ourselves. You get an obsessive feeling for the activity where you almost want to like hoard it and be like, no, well, this is my spot in the industry. <laughs> And your mood depends on being able to do this activity and more importantly, do this activity well. So if you have a shoot that doesn't go as well as you would like it, it's going to bother you so much that it can affect you when you get home, when you're interacting with other people afterwards, and it's all you think about. So here are some ways to tell uh, whether or not you are of the harmonious passion or the obsessive passion. Uh, so for example, with myself as a photographer, I had tied my identity so closely to doing photography, it became an obsessive passion. It made me hard to shift gears uh, in terms of wanting to pursue more writing or speaking or things like that. It was really hard for me, even though I knew that I would have more of an effect on uh, like sharing my message and so on if I allowed myself to open up to other passions. But I felt so entangled with this photo this photographer label. And so that gave me my confidence. 
Um, but in that same vein, it never felt like I was good enough. I felt I always had to be better. I had to be working harder. And as a result, I actually ended up um, with chronic stress and my body almost basically shut down. Um, and so it's so what I had to do is I had to take a step back and bring in other passions. So I started writing. I wrote my book. I went back to school for something not photography related. I um, started reading again. I started traveling for fun not just for work and that made me start to appreciate photography again because I would step away from it so I'd appreciate it when I had it again all right so here are some questions you can ask yourself to decide wh what is a harmonious passion for you again these are the things that we love these are the things that bring us joy and these are going to be the things that actually help you get closer to fulfilling your purpose because these bring us fulfillment and enjoyment um, and almost become part of your identity, but not to a degree that it is um, self-deprecating. So the first question you want to ask yourself is what activities did you love to do as a child? I know for me, I loved writing stories. I loved daydreaming. I loved playing Barbies. Uh, I loved teaching, pretending I was a teacher. Um, while my sister was playing mummy with her dolls, I was playing teacher with my dolls. My sister and I actually had the Cabbage Patch Kid radio show uh, when we were kids. Uh, yeah, just lots of communication, lots of art, lots of creativity. Uh, and always just like moving and doing stuff uh, and sports. That was the other thing. I love playing sports. Uh, the next question is, what activities do you love to do now? So while I don't really play sports anymore, I'm sure if I got back into it, I would love that. But what I love now is I love dance. I love photography. Obviously, I love writing. I love speaking. I love um, traveling. Uh, what other activities do I love? I love painting and create, just making a mess, essentially. I love, uh, like, decorating, like moving my room around and changing it. And I love to do that with the studio, like, set design. I love that more than I used to love it. Um, I love... Uh, interacting with other people. I love teaching still. And those are the things that I love to do now. And so now the next question, and it's not really a question, but the next activity, once you've written those down, is to look at each activity and hone in on what specifically you loved about it. So in my case, I said my passion is educating, and this is just one of the passions. I would do this for all of them. But my passion is educating and I love it because I get to relate to humans. I get to take large concepts and make them relatable and I get to see people get it. And that is really exciting. I get to speak loudly, which obviously I enjoy. I get to make creative content to supplement and it allows me to have meaningful experiences and connections with others. And so that is what I love. That is my passion. This is what I get fulfillment from it used to be a, like my passion used to be very much just the one-on-one -on -one with photography and that changed and I noticed that there was a bit of contention where I knew that I was meant to be educating more but I was still so very tightly wound to being a photographer that it literally caused such a such burnout in me that I was like no I really need to hang on to this photographer label of mine 
because it had become an obsessive passion. The best thing I did for myself was to go back to school um, and go through this, these exact same questions that I'm asking you now uh, to help me figure out that I can do so much more than just photography. Photography is just one of the mediums I can do to help me fulfill my purpose. Uh, and there are a bunch of others that are going to help me. And that we will save for the next podcast. So for this week, you're going to be focusing on your passions, figuring out what are your harmonious passions and what are your obsessive passions? What activities did you love to do as a child? What activities do you love to do now? And what specifically do you love about each of those activities? All right, so good luck with that. And I will see you next week where we are going to talk all about skills, baby. All right, enjoy your day. Bye.